Hello, everyone, and welcome. I know it's been quite some time, but I'm incredibly excited to be back with you recording episodes. Uh, I hope you've seen some of my posts online about some cool companies that I've been looking into. And if you haven't, you can check out the link below uh, to read all about that. Now back to business. Today, we're back with a super, super exciting episode with JJ Foster, an awesome guest who you might consider the dropout, uh, but we'll get to that in just a minute. JJ is calling in from San Francisco, where he's working as an associate at OnDeck Capital, the prominent startup accelerator where he's doing some super exciting things. I don't want to spoil too much of his background in just the intro, but JJ was recently until in school until he dropped out. He's been a scout. He's been an investor. And I'm super excited to have him share his background with all of us today. Let's get right into it and let's talk venture. Okay. I, I hope I didn't spoil too much, JJ, but can you tell us, can you tell everyone a little bit about what you're currently up to, what you've been up to over the past couple of months? Because I know that's been quite a whirlwind. Um, you know, where you went to school, how old you are and what you're up to. Yeah, yeah. No, past couple of months have been a whirlwind. Um, I would definitely say that, Robbie. So about four months ago, um, we're looking at early January, I decided to drop out of school. I went to the University of Minnesota. I was studying uh, computer science. I was a junior at the time. Um, all because I, I came across just a, an opportunity that I couldn't pass up, and that was to work at OnDeck to be a, an associate for our investment team. So um, my day-to-day -day since then has looked like a lot of um, in, in air table, helping out people where I can, just getting acclimated to the, the full-time life. Uh, it's a bit different having a paycheck coming in rather than one going out. Um, so that's been fun, but there's a lot of complications that come with that. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a good time so far. That's great to hear. Um, seriously, definitely a wild story. One you hear about, you read about, uh, people dropping out, uh, and the way you put it, it was an opportunity too good to pass up. Glad you took it. We'll get more into that. Um, but slowing down and going back to starting at Minnesota, um, I've had Jag on this podcast, who I believe you know well, um, but could you tell us about getting to school and finding your passion for venture capital? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, Jag's um, regularly cleans me out at the poker table uh, these days, so it's, uh, it's awesome to hear that. Um, yeah, no, I got, I got started kind of at UM, University of Minnesota. We have a student-run venture firm there, um, so that's actually how I met Jags, um, a lot of my other good friends from the University of Minnesota who are, who are in the venture scene. Um, and yeah, it was a great experience. We handled all of the, um, all the sourcing, all of the diligence and all of the like wiring of money, handling uh, LP relationships, stuff like that. So it was a great experience into, and kind of foray into the industry. Um, got me super excited about startups and venture capital. Um, and that's kind of what led me to where I am today. So I'm super thankful for that. Um, I just want to reiterate, like, I'm, I'm for school. I'm for education. It just, um, it, my situation was, was one where it made sense to, to drop out and go straight into this industry just because I loved what I was doing. And I got that early taste at Atlin Ventures, um, which I'm super thankful for. So Absolutely makes sense. That just because you're not in school doesn't mean you're not learning. I think that's also very important. Right. 
Um, so for those of you who don't know as well, Atlan Ventures, as JJ said, one of the you know greatest student-run venture capital firms um, out of the university, manages over a million dollars, I believe, um, which is super exciting. Um, you don't see that very frequently, completely handled by the students. JJ, you were studying computer science. Did you always have an itch for entrepreneurship? Were you like hacking, hustling, just putting things together? Yeah, no, I think um, my the, the way I approached uh, college initially, I think was was pretty strategic. Well, at first it was not strategic at all, and then, and then I got to be. Um, I went to the University of Minnesota, just like I grew up in Minnesota, right? So grew up in northern Minnesota, small town. Um, at five years old, I was like drawing pictures of like flying cars. I wanted to, I don't know, be an entrepreneur one day. Right. And then like growing up, watching videos of Elon Musk on, on YouTube, uh, Steve Jobs, reading his biography, stuff like that. So um, that, that definitely wasn't the ethos like in the community that I was, I was uh, that I grew up in. Um, but I was lucky enough to grow up in a time when we had the Internet and we had all these uh, expansive resources to to. Um, HR curiosities. So um, when I got to college, I always approached it in, in a way of like, you get what you, you put into it, basically. Like wherever you go, you can get anything out of it. And then COVID hit, which was just a crazy uh, experience to be a part of. Um, but it also opened up a lot of doors for somebody from, you know, nowhere in the, in the Midwest like myself. Um, everybody's kind of the same when you're online and you're on Twitter or you're on a Zoom call. It doesn't really matter where you're calling in from. You can be from Lebanon or, or you know, nowhere in Minnesota. So that opened some doors for me. I, I decided to, to really dive in. Um, and yeah, I think like after that, just kept grinding. Um, as far as like computer science goes and um, like the majors I picked and, and what I got involved in, a lot of it was just learning. Um, I'm just like super curious and, and that's kind of a thread that I keep going back to. And that's why I love venture so much um, because my job is literally to continuously learn about companies and markets and business models and what's coming next. Um, I get to hear and, and see what entrepreneurs are building out there kind of on the frontier of technology, which is just like so exciting to me. Um, so yeah, I think like computer science, I really did that just to be able to, to learn about uh, computer science, um, the math behind it, all the, the different ways of, of, of thinking um, that a computer scientist uh, is taught. So I, I wasn't much of a practitioner. You, you won't uh, see me claiming to be a, a great coder, but um, yeah, I, I really just like love to learn. So that's where that came from. Absolutely. Sounds like there was certainly a domino effect there. Um, for you and you made the most out of being online, being on Zoom, which is just awesome to hear. Um, so now stepping back into Atlan Ventures, when you joined the Student Run Fund, how did you begin to develop your skill set as a future investor, whether it was sourcing or whether it was diligencing on companies, all that? Yeah, no, so, so I'll go back to like the, the intentionality. So to get into Atland, um, that was only like two years ago at this point or, or so, right? Um, before that, I, I founded a company with my one of my high school friends. It wasn't going to go anywhere, but a lot of it was just to like get that experience and to show like the whoever was going to be recruiting at Atland that 
I had the entrepreneurial spirit that I was like all in here. So I did that the summer before I got into Atland before my first meeting, um, like the week before I just like hunkered down in my room and read venture deals. Um, it's a pretty dry book, but, um, has a lot of great, like, um, tidbits in there. It's by Brad Feld. You, you guys should definitely check it out. Um, a, a lot of like terminology and stuff in there that you wouldn't read just kind of in a, in a blog or, or a Twitter thread. So I took a, a, a lot of diligent notes there. In my first meeting, I remember um, we were talking about a company and I brought up kind of the employee option pool and how it was a bit low, like compared to, to standards. And everybody else was like, what are you talking about? Like that, <laughs> because honestly, like at this stage, it doesn't really matter all that much. And it's not going to be like the defining factor, whether you invest in a company or not. But like, I didn't know that, right? I had just read this book and in this book, it seemed like it was incredibly important. Um, that's just an example of like the, the amount that I've been kind of trying to fill my brain with as much venture uh, knowledge as possible. So since then, I've been listening to every episode of, of 20 VC, um, all the, the angel podcasts with Jason Calacanis, This Week in Startups, um, Venture Stories, just like all these different podcasts, articles, everything I can. I've just been like filling my brain with it, taking notes when I can. Um, one thing I need to work on is doing a little bit more writing to, to clarify those thoughts. But yeah, my, my approach so far has just been to take a fire hose approach. Um, yep. And it's been, it's been really fun. That's, that's amazing. I love to hear that. Um, now, after your first year of school, um, when that pandemic hit, zooming in on the ability to connect with people across the world um, and being in a small town in Minnesota didn't mean anything anymore. Um, you got involved in a variety of other venture capital communities like Undercover VC, Open Scout, AWS. Could you tell us what joining these communities was like? I know everyone talks about venture being a very relationship-driven business. You're meeting people everywhere on Twitter. Um, what was that like for you? Yeah, no, it, it, it so is. And I think being part of those communities has been amazing for me. It, it's like having another whole friend group uh, online and, and outside of maybe the one that I have at Minnesota, which is just kind of my, my college buddies who are uh, great to have fun with on the weekends. Um, but it's great to have that other, that other side as well, where you can have a conversation about, um, I don't know, quantum computing or something with, with, with someone online, just in a 20 minute convert intro call. So Open Scout, AWS, Undercover VC, these were all like great opportunities for me to just meet other people. Um, and, it, and it was interesting, the, the people who were running these, um, like Wade and, and Adam at Open Scout and Michael at AWS, they all said as well, like the, the most value you're gonna, you're gonna get out of this is meeting the other people in these programs. And it, and it definitely has been. Um, just yesterday, I was uh, talking to someone here in San Francisco um, that I kind of met through, through Twitter, but his roommate was at, was in the AWS program as well. And this, this world is so small. And like, if you just so put yourself small. out there enough, you're going to be, yeah, you're, you're going to find, um, a lot of people who are like you and, um, who you can have, have a lot of fun with, but also learn from. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really great time. I, I would definitely encourage anybody to try and get involved as, in as many online communities as you can. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's like the beginning of college kind of when you, you go out to like the 
club fair or whatever and sign up to all these different clubs you can drop any of them like at any time right like we're all we're students we're, we're trying to figure figure stuff out it's the same with like these online communities you can get involved uh however much or how little however little as you want um you're gonna get out out of it what you put in but um i would definitely cast a wide net and that, that's what i did and it, it's worked out well i've met some amazing people and yeah spot on yeah 100 percent um you heard JJ go out, get involved. People generally will surprise you with how willing they are to help out. Um, I can attest to that myself. Met JJ on Twitter. You know, I learned something talking to him. Everyone learns something talking to him, and that's just the way it goes. Um, one thing that is vital to building your network and maintaining your network is staying in touch with the people that you meet on day one at that club fair. Um, how have you been able to do that? Um, especially looking in now that you're working, um, how have you been able to stay in touch with people that you were in a scout program with, or that you met in a community or a happy hour one time? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great point. Um, I think this is definitely somewhere where I have to continue to improve as well, but I, I would go back to the point of, of casting the wide net and then kind of focusing from there. So get in touch with a lot of people, get on a lot of intro calls. And then like the people you really hit it off with, who you have things in common, who you want to follow up with, who, when you see, when you read an article, you think of them, send that article or send the, you know, the message that pops into your head when, when you think of them. Um, people really appreciate that. I've had people do that for me so far. I think like that's happened more often than I've done it for other people. And I, I really appreciate it. And, and I think just like reciprocating that is really important. Um, it's interesting, like the power of just FaceTiming someone at like on a Saturday night or like a Saturday morning and getting like just talking to them for like 15 minutes. And sometimes like I've had that turn into a two hour call, like out of nowhere. Neither of us had planned it. We didn't have to like find time on each other's calendars. Um, I think doing stuff like that is really where re relationships are built. Um, so I would definitely encourage people to, to, to try that out. But like like I said, I have to improve there, too. Yeah, no, it, it means a lot. I, I myself um, need to continue working on that. It's it's a conscious effort you need to make. Yeah. Um, and it does mean a lot though, uh, when you get a text from someone uh, or a short message, an article link that they're like, oh, thinking of you, this made me think of a conversation we had. It like actually means a lot. Um, and that's a great point. Um, and all right, now that we got a little bit of the background out of the way, shifting more to the present day, there are two things I wanna cover. Before we get to your job now, you're a working man, um, I want to start with the College Ventures Network. Um, this is something that is growing and a community you're helping build. Um, so what is it? How did it come to be? You know, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to give the, the background and maybe where we're at today. So CVN, College Ventures Network, really started with, with a guy named Grant Gordon. Um, he's over at Stanford running the, uh, their accelerator Cardinal Ventures. Um, he had this idea, you know, Cardinal Ventures had a lot of people coming to them, a lot of student accelerators asking for advice, asking how they might be able to create a student run accelerator at their school. Um, so he's like, why don't we create an organization to just connect everybody? Um, so last summer, he, after a couple of years of, of kind of skating around the puck, finally did a, a demo day. I saw that. 
um, just like a medium post. I was on Twitter again, where, where a lot of this stuff originates is from me just like being on Twitter, just lurking. Um, I had already been ideating about how to do something very similar for student run venture firms. Um, like I said, Atlin was a massive impact on, on myself, on my college experience, on who I am as a person. Um, and I wanted to, to give that back and give some of that knowledge back to, to current like student run venture firms, but then also the, the broader goal and why I'm really excited about what we're building here is, is down the line, um, we can create templates and, and create these modules, office hours to make it a hundred times easier for somebody else to create a venture firm, a student run venture firm, a student run accelerator at their school. Um, and maybe at a school like the University of Minnesota where you wouldn't expect it from. And then that creates opportunities for those people that, that they wouldn't have had otherwise. I think college is a great time to teach people the, the, the mindset of venture and startups. Um, it really is applicable to a lot of areas of life, but then also it, it opens doors um, when you're able to get that experience right away. So that's kind of like the, the mission behind it. Um, since then, we have, we've grown quite a bit. We have just over, I think, 50 organizations across five countries. Um, last fall, we really focused on connecting the different um, organizations. So holding these roundtables where we'd have uh, leaders from each organization um, come and just talk about best practices. You know, how do you keep your members engaged? How do you recruit new members? Uh, what, what does the onboarding process look like? How do you do diligence? Like what's best practices for talking to a founder? All these different questions. So we held um, bi-weekly meetings doing that. This semester, we've been focused a lot more on outbound and, and one-to-many type of stuff. So we've been uh, bringing in speakers. Um, we've been partnering uh, with different organizations and uh, upcoming actually next Friday, a week from today, we have our, our first conference, um, the, the CVN conference. So we've got Delian coming, um, Mac, the VC, um, Kat Cole, who's the um, founder of Athletic Greens. Um, pretty, pretty cool lineup. Um, Very cool. And, yeah, we're really excited for that and, uh, and where we're headed. That's awesome. That's, that's great to hear. I'm excited personally to see where the networking community goes uh, over the next couple months, next week years uh it's a great mindset you have setting up for the future um and making things more accessible so that's awesome and uh the last thing i want to cover about today and get a little bit more into is your job at on deck you joined as a scout and now you're working full-time what let's pick up the story here um how did you land your role what was the decision to drop out um, and, uh, let's hear about that day to day. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've been following on deck for a while. Um, again, I've, I've been on Twitter, um, and, and on deck has a good presence on Twitter. A lot of the, the more curious people I've seen have been joining a, a program or even joining the team. Um, so I, I, I've always been intrigued by on deck. Um, I joined as a catalyst scout in December, I believe. Um, which was interesting timing because I think like I interviewed for that in like mid-December or something like that, um, got it. And then the program started in January. Um, but within that like kind of period, there was a lot of developments as far as like me deciding to apply for, for the role, the associate role, 
and um, interviewing for that and then finally getting the position. So it turned out that I, I was only in the scouts program for like two weeks before <laughs> I, did, I jumped over to being a full-time employee there. Um, I, I think like going back to the decision to drop out, um, a lot of that came down to what I, what I wanted to optimize for. So it, it, it's all like a risk reward calculation. Um, and with school, it, it's a lot safer. Like the risk is, is much lower, but I think the reward is, is much less high. Um, and I honestly believe that even if I completely fail here at on deck, like I'll be fine. I have a lot of like self-confidence in myself just because I have put a lot of time into, into learning, into, into growing myself as a person, but also um, I just like, I don't see the, the risk being as low as I think others do. Um, I've gotten a lot of questions from people like what happens if in five years you end up like applying for a job and they're, they won't accept you because you don't have a degree. Like what, what are you going to do then? And I just see it. I just see the world differently. I don't think that's a scenario that I'm ever going to be in. First of all, um, it, a lot of like the positions I'm going to get are probably going to be through my network. Um, cause that's just how I approach life. And, and I think it's the, it's the way to go. Um, but beyond that, like, I wouldn't want to work for somebody who doesn't look deeper than a piece of paper at a, at a person. Um, and who like wouldn't hire someone just because they don't have a degree. It's like, look at me as a person, look at like my interactions that I've had with you. Let's have a deep conversation about something and like really get to the point um, and like test my mental ability, not my like credentials. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I've been thinking about it on deck specifically, you know, it's, it's a startup, it's growing super fast. Um, I think we've, I don't know how many people have been hired, maybe 50 since I joined like two months ago. Um, so we're, we're going super fast, which is like really fun to be a part of. Um, I've always wanted to be a part of like a, a startup that's hyperscaling, but at the same time, I get to scratch that, that investing itch. And I do truly love like venture investing. I think it's one of the more fun jobs out there. Um, and I love learning again. So it, this is all a learning experience. Like I'm, I'm learning way more right now than I was in school. Um, and I still have the opportunity to like in my free time research, uh, different technicalities, like solidity development. I'm, I'm more into web three and I can put my time into that instead of, um, you know, history or some of those. Although I do love history, actually, I don't want to shit on history, but um, <laughs> just like general things where, where I would have to study things and, and study for a test, I can study for, for my curiosities, which is uh, much more fun to me. It, cha it changes the way you look at things. Uh yeah, no, it really does. It really does. Yeah. You're not, you're learning for yourself. You're learning for what you want to read about, what you want to listen to and all that opposed to learning for that credential. Um, mm. And you're spot on a 20 minute conversation, even a 15 minute conversation, even a five minute conversation means so much more than a piece of paper. I, I believe that I agree with you completely there. Um, so that that's super exciting. It's great to hear that you're loving it. Um, you seem energized to talk about it. It gives me energy listening to listening to you speak about it. Um, I feel ready to run through a wall right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, that that's awesome. And just one last question before some rapid fire. Uh, you you've mentioned Twitter as a place where you learn, where you meet new people, 
and, and where you just lurk around to, to find hidden gems. How did you begin building your social media presence, um, whether it be on Twitter or whether it was starting in Slack and Discord channels, engaging with others? Yeah, I think um, for me, it started, there was a, I went to, so for, I think it was Undercover VC, one of these uh, programs I was involved in, they host all of these like fireside chats and, and speakers that come in, um, you get to engage with them. I think like Gabby Goldberg came in. This was maybe a year ago, year ago in a couple months, who knows. Um, and she was speaking about how a year before that, she had no idea what venture was. She was like just in an airport one day, decided to randomly Twitter DM someone and then got a role at a, at a venture firm. Um, and that person who gave her the role really encouraged her to get on Twitter and to um, start posting content. And now, like you look at Gabby, she's absolutely killing it. Investor at TCG, um, one of the, the thought leaders in crypto right now, especially consumer crypto. Um, I, I think one area that I need to improve in is actually creating that content. Um, I, I, I truly believe that like writing is really good for your mind, just like clarifying thought. And, and then like there's no hurt in putting that out to the world. I haven't done it. I, I've been trying to analyze like with myself why I haven't. I think maybe it probably comes down to some insecurities around just like, why would, why would anybody listen to me? Right. Cause I, I've spent my whole life Who cares? more of the, the, the learner, right. I, I've been trying to ingest as much information as possible um, from podcasts, from articles, all these different things. Um, and it can feel odd to like take that step onto the, the other side of the table and mm -hmm. to actually like create that content. And then it, it almost feels like you're, like you're burdening others with having to read your content or having to listen to your podcast or whatever. Um, so I, I actually love to throw the question back to you, Robbie, like what got you to, to do this podcast and, and how's it been so far? It's been amazing. Um, it's been tough, you know, with, you know, managing it and reaching out to people and getting it done because yeah. I couldn't completely relate to exactly what you're saying. It's one of those things where I love reading articles people write. I love listening to podcasts, people publish. And for the longest time, I was like, you know what, I could do this. I could talk with people. Um, I love talking with people and I love writing and just thinking all these things go on in my head. I might as well put it out there. Like you said, what's the harm there? If no one listens to it, if no one reads it, I could not care less. Obviously, I want people to be able to learn from it and be able to have the ability to come listen to an episode like this with you and see how you got involved in organizations and parlay that into a full-time role already as an investor as a at a startup but at the same time i'm doing it for me this podcast yeah. is another outlet for me to reach out to people and say hey do 20 minutes to hop on the phone uh there have been countless times where i've reached out to someone i think is awesome and i would love to record a podcast episode with them and they say hey I'm sorry, I can't record an episode with you, but you have 20 minutes to chat. You know what? Mm. It's the amount of times I get no response back is just as you know risky as shooting out a podcast invitation and it turns into that. So my advice to you then is just do it. Don't create for anyone but yourself. Um, it's fun. That's I awesome. completely agree That's with awesome. you. Just create the content. No one reads it, be that as it may. It's a time capsule you can look back to in 10 years and say, hey, right. 
that thought that I put out there came to fruition. It didn't. It's cool. Um, so, so that's, that's the way I've been looking at it. Uh, and I'm happy I started this gives me an opportunity to chat with people like you. Um, so it, there's nothing wrong with it. Just go out and do it. Love that. Love that. Yeah. I think, um, some, some people I look up to like Tim Ferriss, Kevin Rose, um, Tim Urban, a lot of what they talk about is, is similar stuff. It's like, I started this because I just want to have cool conversations with people or, or in Tim Urban's case, he's a writer, but he still says that he writes and, and just thinks of like, okay, what would my friends, what do I want to like tell my friends about? Like I'm going to a bar with them and like, we're going to have a conversation, an interesting conversation. What do I want to talk about? What do I want to like have prepared? And then he just writes about that. And he writes these amazing articles that are in a, in his voice. And I think that resonates with people. Um, so I, I love that advice, write for yourself, write for close friends. Completely. Completely. JJ, thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, this conversation has been amazing. Um, I loved it. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope everyone listening or no one listening, um, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Once again, now it's time for a couple rapid fire questions. And I want the first answer that comes to mind. Um, all right. All right. What do you read on the daily to stay informed? I think uh, newsletters would be the first thing that comes to mind, but the newsletter that I always open is inside.com's like crypto newsletter. Just a good way to stay up to date with the markets. Stay up to date quickly. Very nice. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, this is such an interesting question because literally like a year ago, I was in a place that I, I could not imagine being here right now in, in five years. I don't know. Um, I, I think what immediately comes to mind is just making cool shit with cool people yep. and, and hopefully having fun doing it. Done. Perfect. What is your favorite book? Um, I would say Principles uh, by Ray Dalio because it, it was the first book I read in high school where I really felt like somebody was articulating the types of like thought patterns and, and mindset that really like resonated with me. And that I had been thinking for a while, but hadn't been able to articulate. And then, um, yeah, reading that book kind of kind of clarified a lot of thoughts for me. Great. And lastly, what is one place you want to travel to? I really want to travel to Japan. Um, and I want to do like a solo trip out there because I, I read, uh, so I read Steve Jobs' biography. Also, Shoe Dog, Phil Knight, um, he's, the, yeah. he's the founder of Nike. They both like kind of when in their early 20s, went out to Japan, just had these, this great experience. Um, it's a culture that I haven't experienced um, yet. So really excited to make that trip. Done. That's awesome. Make it happen. And JJ, thank you again. Now, if there's anything you want to say to the audience, anything you want to plug or anyone you want to shout out, the floor is yours. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, the, the thing that comes to mind is just like, we're all we're all on, a, on our own paths and like your decisions are path dependent. Just go back and, and think about why you're doing what you're doing. Um, don't do something because I did it. Don't do something because Robbie did it. Do, do it because you want to do it. Um, that's what I'd say. Great. Appreciate that a ton. JJ, it was a pleasure um, and uh, looking forward to talking soon. All right, Robbie. Thanks so much.